Get in here. Little girl's tough as nails. Are you all right? I'm still not bitten. Zenheads, welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. This is the Walking Dead Cast episode 351. We have a very special guest today, Melissa Hutchison. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. I, as soon as you said my name, I literally knocked my microphone over. That's how excited I am to be here. I dropped my mic. Um, <laughs> and hi. Out the door. And yeah, and you are. This is a recording. I am no longer here. Um, I'm actually uh, very excited to be here. It's been like far too long I since know. we've since we've I, done this i don't remember the last time i don't i'm pretty sure it was a fear assuming mm. it was a fear of the walking dead Are you excited uh, about that coming back on i am it's coming pretty i soon. am indeed it is coming pretty soon yeah i feel like uh i feel like it's been away for a long time i didn't necessarily love the way it ended they're like, we're going to all stay together and start some awesome camp to help people. <laughs> yeah. so, it seems a little I Saturday morning cartoony to me. <laughs> yeah. But um, right. as time has gone by and my um, anger at them killing off <laughs> and everything. Oh, I, I, I forgot. Oh, yeah. We weren't supposed to talk about details because some people might no. not have seen it. Oops. Anyways, oh, all right. Well, I'm just like calm down and more curious now. So I'm excited to get podcasting on it again. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yes, and if you ever, if you ever want me, if yeah, we can work out the schedule, I would love to do that. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, because I think it's going to be like a rotating cast of co-hosts because Karen doesn't watch it. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> She's like to hell with that, which is interesting. Is if you're like a, is she still like is she still psyched on the show? Yeah, she's still psyched on The Walking Dead, especially after this like, season. Ah. I'm just going to keep doing it because now it's just an obligation. Well, she, like, after season seven and eight, she was about ready to quit, but none, oh. <laughs> none brought her back around. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I, I can see that. It was it was a good season. Yeah. Yeah. What? How did you like it? Um, I liked it a lot. Now I'm, <laughs> I'm actually trying to... That's funny. I said, I thought it was brilliant. You know, how did it end? Rick, <laughs> Rick went remember. off in the helicopter. Then there was all the stuff, right. the whispers. Which I totally called, by the way. That's the last time maybe we That's did a right. podcast. That's right. And I was like, oh, Melissa, you're so <laughs> no, naive. And then it freaking crazy. happened. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Never totally doubt right. me again. I know. Uh, yeah, so... And the whispers... Right. Mm, the whispers oh yeah, yeah 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 all good alpha you um yeah it was a really good uh it was good it was kind of cool because when they introduced the whispers i had this moment of like well the game did it first hmm you know i don't know <laughs> why i feel competitive about that but that's yeah. what i thought why not yeah but, i'm um, gonna ask you about yeah. that because that was a cool part of the game but we're, we're not to that part yet no. Um. Uh, what about uh, not to give any spoilers, but just curious, how are you digging the final season of Game of Thrones? Uh well, well, this is going to go into to 
one of my topics I was going to talk with you later. Mm. I haven't seen <laughs> last week's uh, episode, mm-hmm. um, henceforth the social media thing. But um, I, uh, the first two episodes, which I've seen, I've absolutely loved. I thought they were great. Me too. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm really digging it. There's a lot of complaints about this season, but... Oh, I just really? don't even want to read them because I'm loving yeah. it so far. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know what? Blah, 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 blah. Just like, have <laughs> yeah. fun, people. Like, my God. Just relax. relax. Smoke a joint. I don't know. Whatever. Or don't. You can, okay. you can erase that. That's what like. Seth Meyers does with uh, that. I forgot her name, but she's from Saturday Night Live. They watch um, Game of Thrones and film themselves. And the last time they did it, they both smoked a joint halfway through. Mm, nice. <laughs> Well, it's a really intense show. It's like, and that, the the whole, like, you know, the whole giant battle, good God. Ugh. No spoilers, no spoilers. Oh, right. Well, I won't, I won't say anything more, yeah, but um, I will say that my internet went down. Oh, I was texting you. It was a really good practice in, in, in meditation and finding serenity and peace because I went to watch it. And my internet was down, and I was like, oh, all right, Jesus Christ. And I i mean, I was just, the next day I went to watch it, internet goes down, and I was like wanting to like punch a hole through the wall. Yeah. I know. So, when you said that, I'm like, I really wanted to find a way for you to see it. I'm like, know, well, you thanks. can come over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I know. And it's such a first world, first world problem. Yeah. <laughs> but it sucks, though. <laughs> it, it still sucks. But anyways, yeah. Um, so yes. Yeah. Long ass answer to your question i've i've been really digging it and i'm already having that oh god there's only what is it three more episodes now two more well three for you what okay three for me oh (laughs) man so uh by the way people i think everybody knows at this point but i am podcasting about that so if you go to housepodcastica.com you can find our game of thrones podcast we're having a great time with it every episode we've done has been two and a half hours Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to, it's a yeah. lot to pick through. Game of Thrones in general throughout all the seasons is, I mean, that's why I rewatch it. And as everybody knows who's listened to me podcast with you, I don't retain information, especially names that well. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, the guy with the sword. And there's and the a helmet. lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. So and so's aunt. <laughs> the chick. With, she's a queen. She's bad. <laughs> Dragons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So this episode of the podcast, I'm going to talk with Melissa about wrapping up the Walking Dead game series, because I don't think I've mentioned it yet, but if you didn't know, Melissa plays Clementine in the game. (laughs) I do. And um, then we're going to have a little bit of news, uh, Walking Dead and pop culture news. Then Melissa and I are going to talk about our top five non-pop culture interests, which was a an idea which might turn into a top three <laughs> yeah or i don't have any <laughs> or oh my god i'm a lame boring person who can't think of a thing i have a dog <laughs> um this episode i want to mention is made possible by patreon supporters like carl simmons who've pledged their support at patreon.com slash jason and karen so thank you carl awesome. yeah yay carl carl's the one who talked me into doing the patreon Oh, wow. Yeah, he's cool. inspirational. Good on you, Carl. That was a while ago. I know. Yeah, he's a good guy. Okay, so here we go. So um, the the first Walking Dead game came out in what, 2012 or something? 2012. It has been seven years. In fact, I think last month was the anniversary of the first episode. Oh, wow. Dropping. Yeah, I can't remember which day, but it was. Uh, it's been seven years. 
And I remember hearing about the game and I don't think there'd really been any other walking dead games. Now there's like a ton of them, but, um, I was excited and it came out and it was freaking amazing. And it earned like a hundred game of the year awards or something. Yeah. And then, uh, they've had a, a three more seasons since then, uh, proper seasons, uh, Season two, Clementine was the playable character. Season three, Clementine was a supporting character. And now they've been billing this as the final season back to finish up Clementine's right. story. I finished the final season a couple of days ago and I loved it. I thought it was oh, so good. Good. Yeah, yeah. That, that last episode, well, I'm sure we'll get into great detail uh, beyond the drama that occurred uh with Telltale, yeah. With Telltale, uh, the devastation at that time. Just, I think that episode, I just, I watched it recently. I, I saved it and because I knew I was going to go through to a playthrough party uh, with some Telltale folks and kind of a rap party, if you will, which Skybound funded, which was awesome. Nice. Um, and uh, it was really emotional. I'm and sure. not just from the like, oh God, that was it. It was like, you know, the, the writing, the... the that final episode really i just thought brought it to a really good place it brought it home and and i just think it kind of in a nice way just finished and it uh, was perfect honored her character perfectly yeah. so i loved it because you know uh the first season really got me emotional and the two in between did too but i mm -hmm. didn't realize until i played that last episode that it recaptured the intensity for me that maybe hadn't been there as much since the first episode. Yeah. And uh, I was so happy about that. And this, by the way, people is going to be a spoilery interview. If that's okay with you, Melissa. Oh, it's fine by me. I want to recommend that people play the game first and it's totally worth it. Like if you like walking dead, playing these games is even for me, more rewarding than watching the show. It's so cinematic, and but it feels like you're in there doing the stuff. So it's really good. But I'll wait until the end of the interview to talk about the very end of the game, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. But um, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be spoilery. So if you don't mind spoilers, keep on listening. But if you do, well, I would go and play and it first. I just want to add to, to people out there who aren't necessarily gamers. Like this is a really like controlling this game is, is very doable uh for you know most anybody might take you a bit longer than someone who's you know pro with the controller but I, a lot of people don't play because like oh well i can't play games i don't know how to you know and i'm like this is actually very it's kind of point and clicky and then occasionally you do have to you know really jam on the x button but um yeah so i just i throw that out you don't have to be a gamer but uh if you're really not a gamer like you just get anxious at the thought because i know there's people like that then you can go on YouTube and watch a playthrough. And yes. it is, I mean, uh, that's not going to give Skybound any money, but. <laughs> <laughs> or have your friend who's a gamer play it. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah have yeah. your friend who's a gamer play it. But it's so cinematic that I think it would be a satisfying experience just watching it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like an animated, it is literally like the animated uh, series of The Walking Dead. So. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, yes. so now that it's all over, you had the rap party. How are you feeling right now? Um, I feel pretty good. Um, I mean, considering 
There was a very real time period in September where I thought that it was dead in the water with only, you know, two of the uh, four episodes out. Right. Yeah. And and two very close to being done and, you know, all the uh, the sadness of Telltale Games closing, all these people losing their jobs. I mean, so I mean just the fact, just simply the fact that it got finished is uh, it's been so amazing and it's it's also taken off a weight normally you know i'm like when the episodes release i'm like well what did how did people review it or what did they say or what did ign give it or what score you know i'm i'm constantly like wanting to know you know the reviews the you know the media aspect of it and it's like i have not given a shit i have just been listening to the fans who are incredible and amazing Okay, yes, I've looked at a few, you know, <laughs> scores but and it ratings. Just, it, it's not the same <laughs> but significance, right? It's not the same significance because yeah. it's like, haha, guess what? It got made. Um, <laughs> so I don't care that you gave it a... You know, actually, it's been getting really great reviews, so I shouldn't even say that. But the, the fans have been, I mean, just so instrumental and so uplifting. And it's just been so cool. There's been this like weird pressure that's lifted from it like this is the final season you know or how how are people going to take to it because there was a lot of pressure especially you know for the people making it of to to do this season right clementine is loved her character is mm -hmm. worshipped um so that's that's a lot of pressure to please people and i think they pulled it off and i i feel really good i've definitely been through all kinds of emotions and on the final recording session you know i i definitely was holding it together i'm like oh you know what i feel all right i think i got all my tears out and then i turned and and was uh you know looking at the telltale folks who you know skybound kept you know brought back on to finish the game and i just lost it <laughs> so <laughs> there have been like you know and then you know there's a camera in my face and it was a total barbara walters moment like yeah she cried but um yeah it's it's been really emotional but i feel really good and uh, I, again, just think that the fans, you know, they they honored the fans with this final season. So, yeah. yeah. And you did an amazing job, too. I, I could feel I don't know if I really felt this, but it, it just seemed to me like you were probably so proud of the way it turned out that it might have even added to your performance. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, um. The final episode is really uh, when Telltale, you know, when that ha when it you know fell fell to the ground. Uh, we had already finished episode. I had already finished all the VO for episode three, uh, and most of the VO for episode four. I was I know I've told you this, but just for listeners who are interested, I was actually in a recording session for the final episode when the call came in that we had to shut it down. Then um, did you so find out while you were recording that? Yes. <laughs> so how did that, what happened then? I, I mean, it was really vague. I was in LA and, you know, Jack Fletcher, the director was uh, over Skype. So, I mean, I had visual, they were on the big screen in my studio and oh. he kind of put me on mute. It was weird. Two of the writers got called into a mandatory meeting and it was like, okay, that's weird. Cause it was an all company mandatory meeting. And Jack was just like, you know, well, let's just keep going. Let's just, you know, whatever. And uh, about 30 minutes later, um, uh, someone pops her head into the door, but I'm on, you know, Jack has me on mute. He comes back on. He's like, uh, it's like, we gotta, we gotta stop here. 
And I was like, okay, this is fucking weird. And he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. I, I know I'll see you down in LA. And I was like, what is going on? And mm -hmm. so I, and everybody in the studio was like, what is going on? And I left and immediately called a good friend of mine who works there. And he was kind of, you know, in this zone of just like, yeah, we're, you know, kind of <laughs> frantically trying to talk to me. But he was like, yeah, it's done. We're done. We're all, we're all out. We're done. Mm. It's no more. And I cried myself into a pained state. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, I don't even remember driving home. I was, I mean, I was just, I was a mess. And uh, just, it took a long time to process. So sure. and it wasn't, it yeah. wasn't all about like, well, it's no, like you know, what about off. me? It was, yeah, it was a death. You know, I've, I've referenced it that way because it was, it was, you know, this instant death of, well, there goes Clementine, this right. character I've worked on for so many years. Uh, a death for the fans, which was so painful. A death for, uh, most importantly, all these people who live in the Bay Area who now are jobless and yeah. they're my friends. And a company that I've worked for for, you know, God, ugh, all the way back to Salmon Max. I can't do the math right now, but, you know, that was a home. That was a, that game company was a home for me. So mm. it's still, I could cry right now. Yeah. I mean, I do. I, I When I do talk about Telltale and... But then I, I just find the gratitude of of the connections that I've made and the and and the magic that those people are are you know like Sean and Jake they left after season one they started Campo Santos like there's there's so many people from that company that are doing amazing brilliant things and now they are you know they're at it so it's not a it's not a total goodbye but it is it's a sad goodbye for Telltale Games yeah. for sure it shouldn't have ended that way that's for sure yeah um. So you mentioned Jake and uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Jake Rodkin and Sean. Sean Vanneman. Yeah, they went. They yeah, they did uh, Firewatch, which was Firewatch. amazing game, and they're working yeah. on something else, and they got acquired by Valve. But uh, yeah. the the, the Telltale I... people that were still there, and they you know lost their jobs. A bunch of them went to Skybound. I I heard that some of them are still there, and they're like exploring the idea of doing more games or something. Do you know anything yeah, about that? Yeah, I, I don't know much about that. I know that they still have, I mean, the team is getting smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. They they had them working on the collection, collector's pack. Okay. Um, so there are all kinds of, you know, I don't know the technicalities, unfortunately, of just <laughs> putting a game together. Once the but game's published, there's still more work to do. Yeah, exactly. Of, yeah. Um, and I don't know, I kind of felt like I heard that too, because I know Skybound Games... Yeah, you know, at the same, you know, they're relatively new, and they've only been working on like other license or games that people have made, and then they're like, "We're going to publish this for you," uh, but they haven't done their own uh, original. Uh, what's the word? Game? They yeah. haven't done their own original <laughs> like content IP or whatever. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Or some technical. They haven't done an <laughs> iPhone yet. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, in my dreamy world, the whole they're they're called the Still Not Bitten crew, which is awesome. But all that whole crew would, you know, go on to create awesomeness and 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 more Telltale like games. But I don't. I cannot confirm nor deny that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. So when you were doing that final day of recording and you had to cut it, then mm -hmm. does that mean that once things got rolling again? Because for people who don't know, Skybound came in, hired yeah. some of the telltale developers to finish up the game then did you have to go in and do more uh recording well we had to finish four because and, and yeah, there were some okay. minor tweaks uh mm. to the nothing another amazing thing that skybound so robert kirkman i mean literally next time i see this guy you'll probably think i'm crazy 
but I mean, damn, he really came in. I, I heard the story that, you know, right the day after or maybe the night of hearing the news of what happened with Telltale. And it's crazy that he didn't even know. Uh, you know, they were pacing the office floor going, what are we going to do? What are we, you know, what are the money and the, the legalities and the gada gada gada? And he's just kind of lounging on a couch and he just kind of sits up and he's like, Ugh, we just finished the game. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's simple. We have to, we yeah. just, it's not about the money at this point. This is about Clementine. This is about the yeah, fans. That's we awesome. We just finished the game. Just like you were saying about not caring as much about the news reviews and Kirkman. I think there's the game is so good that there's a purity there. Like who cares about all the red tape and stuff? Just do whatever it takes to get it out there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you go into the skybound office down here in LA and you know, Clem, there's, you know, a poster of, you know, the main characters from, you know, a few of his comics, of course, Rick, but I, she thinks she's like right next to Rick. I'm not, I can't remember now because I only pay attention to Clem. Uh, But you know, there's a giant, you know, Six foot tall poster of Clem hanging right in their lobby. She's a huge part of the universe. Yeah, um, and they know. Like I mentioned uh, earlier, there hadn't been many Walking Dead games, and now there's a bunch. But that just showed how special this one is because right. th- there's some good ones, but nothing comes close. <laughs> no, no, unfortunately not. But yeah. um, but yes, uh, we did. I had to go in, and I think I had about three more with rewrites and just wrapping it up. I think I had about three more sessions. And uh, and that was really cool, too, because it was just like we all were just like, I mean, there was just this we were all so psyched to be working together again. And it, there wasn't this pressure of like, I mean, that was one of the things and you're hearing about this in the games industry. It's not just Telltale Games. People are under the craziest uh, pressure to get things done within a certain amount of time and employees are getting overworked. And it's just like these the work environments are like kind of out of control mm-hmm. and a lot of and I think telltale closing a lot of companies have been called out uh, because of that so there was definitely like with Skybound taking over of course you know it was still like well we're way past when we said we were going to release it but you know everybody was just just so happy to be back in and finishing so it was uh, it was really good and the last three sessions were just it was amazing that's cool so yeah. I want to talk about some specifics about the game itself. Yes, yes. I love that it's mostly takes place in this school that Clementine gets to. And Erickson. Yeah, and it's a bunch of kids because all the adults just took off. And mm-hmm. uh, it has a bit of a Lord of the Flies feel at points, but... Um, I well, was, it's a school, school, of, school for the troubled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which makes it a more interesting twist as you kind of go along. Yeah, because some of these kids are bad news. But I ended up liking them. I mean, that was a good thing they did in this game because in season two, a lot of the characters you don't really like that much, but you end up feeling attached to a lot of the characters in, in this game. But uh, I also I thought it was cool because uh, of that and also she's among her peers. Do you mm-hmm. think that's one reason why they chose for that to be the setting so Clementine would be among her peers rather than a bunch of adults telling her what to do? Yeah, well, and, and in some situations, the adults are trying to tell her what to do, and she's like, ugh, you idiots, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's been Clem basically kind of like, oh, man. Uh, I think that, you know, it's funny, and I don't know if I'm speaking out of term here, but I think that this this idea was actually suggested for either season two or season three, but I think it might have even been season three, but it was kind of the powers that be were like, oh, no, 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 no. 
blah, blah, blah. Uh, mm-hmm. So this was actually an idea that had been passed around for an earlier season. Um, and I'm kind of glad, actually. Uh, and I know there's a lot of people that weren't as happy with season three. I personally love it. But, you know, obviously, <laughs> I, I'm going to love it because I, I I enjoyed it. I loved the character Javier. Um but yeah, it, it's fitting that, you know, she's been with people that she, you know, after leaving Lee, it's just been one shit show after another for the most part. And now she finally gets to a place where she's like, you know, oh, we can actually like, we can chill here. And she has AJ. She's a parent now. So she wants to be somewhere. She doesn't want to be on the run and uh, being with people her own age. And she's a teenager. Oh, my God. Remember <laughs> being a teenager? Holy crap. Right. Uh, yeah, it makes it feel... That's the other thing is uh, this is the final game, so that's really what had had it feeling good is that she felt like she'd found a home for herself, and so being among all these other teenagers was a good home. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I really liked the idea. I mean, at first I was just kind of like, oh, is this going to be too, like, you know, of course she finds a... It's kind of The Walking Dead. A lot of people complain about The Walking Dead because it's always like, well, oh, great, a new villain. But it's like, it's The Walking Dead. The story has to continue. If they were all just lively, living happily, planting crops and properly fending themselves off from walkers and bad guys, it would be a boring yeah. show. Yeah, need drama. So you're <laughs> you saying drama. that, like because it is the last game that's why it makes more sense for her to find a place where she might not have as much trouble yeah well and you know and and i i think so just because personally uh and again especially since she's trying to be a mom i mean she's doing her best um i think that was kind of Without, I don't know how much to spoil, but that the, there's a last scene it. in the last. Okay, yeah. in the last episode, they show her finding AJ. So in season three, she leaves yeah. Javier. She's like off into the sunset. I'm gonna go to McCarroll Ranch, or I'm gonna go to the ranch, and I'm gonna find AJ. And they show like how kind of horrible that whole situation is. She kind of just went in guns blazing, like taking cutting, you yeah. know, taking people down. I thought down. it was a dream at first. I was like, what is going on here? But then I realized, oh, okay, this is a flashback. Yeah, and it, and it was pretty, like, how she got AJ back was maybe not the best way, but she was desperate, and, you know, there were some innocent lives, and I think she was just like, I don't want to run anymore, I don't want to have to be that person, I have a kid, I want to be somewhere safe, so uh, I, I think, and, you know, and again, she's a teenager, and, they you know, there's romance involved, and at first I was kind of like, oh, well, how's this going to play, but then I'm like, oh, yeah, what was it like when you were 17 years old? <laughs> Hormones yeah. raging, of yeah, course. Absolutely. You're gonna, if you're in a place with kids your age, so and they I, did I don't know. they did a great job of capturing that. But wait, I don't want to get to the romance yet because yeah, okay. you mentioned right. being a good mom, and um, I <laughs> that was one thing that got me and again. Like, I really um, I'm questioning my parenting ability after <laughs> playing this game. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> because, or wow, I like because you know there's a point where you get to choose whether a- a- AJ is what is he uh, six or seven or eight. Yeah, he's about, yeah, around six, seven. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're worried that he might be getting too aggressive. He had to kill somebody and he talks about wanting to kill more people. And and my instinct was when he said, you know, do you think I'm ready to choose who's a good guy and a bad guy and decide who to kill myself? I'm (laughs) like, no, I I, I think you should hold off on that and let me guide you. So I was saying no. And then that got my girlfriend killed. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> and it said, and and the, and the little thing on um, line said, or the little thing that tells you how what you did just made the character feel. It said, AJ is not as confident in himself now. And I was like, oh, I felt so bad for him. <laughs> and I'm like, am well, I doing that to my son? Like not giving enough agency? <laughs> I think I, I totally hear what you're saying. That's that's hilarious. But well, and AJ was a uh, a lot of people were. I mean, after the first episode, people were like, "Oh, this kid is no good," or he's you know, this is not you know, our we're sketched out by AJ. Um, so I think a lot of people kind of chose what you did as far as like trying to guide him towards being like a nice kid as opposed to a future. Uh, psycho. I don't know. Yeah, future but, psycho. But it's the great thing about the whole Walking Dead universe is it's not black and white. And when it said that, I thought, yeah, maybe the game's right because we're in a world where you do need to be able to defend yourself. And so, yeah. you know, it's not an easy answer, this kind of thing, which is great. That's what I love about it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, yeah, that's funny, though. I, I, <laughs> I, I can imagine as a parent, but that's so hard. And it's just... If you, if your kid was, if, you know, Nico was born into a zombie apocalypse, you'd probably have a different mentality. Playing yeah. it, we have to remember that we're still like, oh no. Right. <laughs> but he's yeah. So if you went through all this stuff where you saw people die and, and had to kill yourself, you'd right. probably have a different um, mentality. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to have to go like, I don't know, to some war torn country and. <laughs> there you go. Take me on vacation. <laughs> oh my god, that would be such a Bay Area parent thing to do. In <laughs> to honor of the experience of others who live on our planet, and we have it really good. So <laughs> instead, instead of taking him to like um, Cancun, a, a charity or something, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. take him to the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so um, let's get to the romance. Now, the romance is really interesting to me because you get to choose who or if for Clementine's going to pursue that at all. And if you do want to, then who she's attracted to. And one of them Mm -hmm. is a boy and one's a girl. Do you feel like you're choosing her sexuality there? I mean, as a player, I mean. Yeah, I kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I mean, it's interesting because I believe that sexuality isn't really a choice. You're either born gay right. or hetero or, or bi. But exactly in, in the game, it, uh, I think it was cool that you get to choose. And I just thought it would be more interesting to see what would happen with a girl. So I chose, yeah. uh, oh, I forgot her name, but Violet. Violet, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, and their, their dynamic was... Uh, their their chemistry together uh, was I liked both the options, but of course, again for me it's all spoilery because I record it, so I get to know, you know how how it plays out. Yeah, on I don't ends. know how. What's the other guy's name? Um, Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, I don't know how that. I I thought he was a great guy. He was. Yeah, he was a bit. Of, he's a cut up. He's a card. You know, he's, he's no like, Gabe, hey, I'm funny but, but. all the time. No, that's what I was gonna say. If it was like your choice is Violet or Gabe, it would be like, duh, Violet, a hundred percent. No offense, Gabe. Um, but I know during that season, everybody was trying to ship them, and it was just like, I'm not getting the Gabe thing. But yeah, um, not me neither. But yeah, it was really cool. And you know what? For the most part, and maybe this is me with the rose colored glasses. You know, people really weren't. People were really kind about whoever you chose. You know, there wasn't like this outcry of like, 
I don't know. Obviously, unfortunately, we still live in a time where that's a very can be very controversial uh, to, mm-hmm. but less and less to folks. Less, thank God, thank yeah. God, less and less. And um, I saw, you know, at the end where it shows what percentage chose what on all the choices that I think it was like forty three or forty five that chose um, uh, Lewis. Yeah, and so more chose Violet, but it was mm-hmm. still fairly even, you know. Yeah, the, all the people I played with, and I, I usually shut my mouth and just let, you know, the natural course happen for whatever they're going to choose. They all chose Violet. Mm. So it was interesting. Um, and it was a really touching relationship. Yeah, it was sweet. It yeah. was sweet. Yeah, because they're both new at it, it seems like. Well, Violet was, and many were girlfriends. Oh. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I realized that. Yeah. I must have missed it. Was, it. But Clementine's kind of new at it. Yes, Clem is very new in all of that. I mean, I guess yeah. she did technically kiss Gabe in season three if you, you chose a certain thing. But um, yeah, this is all crazy wackadoo. And that's another thing about, you know, she being surrounded by kids her own age is she's finally able to, you know, experience being a teenager. So yeah, that's um, cool. I remember at a con one time I asked you about, you know, what would you like it if Clementine ever got into a relationship and you were like, She's 10 years old. Come on. No. Oh. <laughs> I think that's, yeah, that was probably season two because people yeah. were like, Luke and Clem. I'm like, dude, he's like 28. <laughs> he's a little old. Great guy. Maybe in like six years, but let's sure. Oh, God. I don't even know. I can't do math. Wait, that's still young. Um, but yeah. No, it was time now. Yeah, she's older, so it's good. Yeah, yeah. It, I liked that. I, I Again, just because I've, I, I when they said there was going to be romance, I was first like, "Oh, how's this gonna? How's this gonna be?" But it was perfect. I should never, and I've learned this, and and I don't for the most part. Never, ever, ever, ever doubt a writer <laughs> from Telltale Games, yeah, because it's okay. kind of guaranteed That's, that they're all brilliant. I mean, to say I, I don't blame you though. I would I would worry about stuff like that too. Right. But yeah, it turned out turned out really good. Um, I just I do want to mention you mentioned how people like thought AJ was kind of a, a, a you know what's this kid going to turn into? But by the end of uh, the game, I was really attached to this kid and thought mm. he was a great little kid. Yeah, <laughs> I I on the playthrough last week, whenever that was, um, last weekend, I uh, he's just so adorable, and <laughs> I think ultimately she's done an amazing job bringing him up and yeah and Taylor Parks who voices him I mean the the writers do give us especially when writing for a little kid they really nail down the script on how kids would say things or you know how they would pronounce certain things whatever but she just she blew it out of the park uh with his voice and uh and yeah. I still haven't met her which is weird but um <laughs> <laughs> I finally met Violet which was awesome uh Gideon Adlon who plays her that's awesome but yeah, his little AJ. Ugh, I just want to. I just want to squeeze him. Yeah, pinch his little cheeks. W- yep. What did you say to Gideon Adlon? What I say to her when you met? Like what? How oh, what was that like? I think we were both just really excited because yeah. she was, you know, was like, oh my god, and she does a lot of on com- on camera work. She's um, mm. oh my god, Pamela Adlon. Yeah, who was Louis C.K. She was on. I mean, she does a ton of shit. There's she's on. Yeah. I'm totally blanking right She's now. She's on uh, Family Guy, I think. Yeah, she right. well, uh, um, sorry, King of the Hill. She played. King she of the plays Hill. A, 
the boy, the That's voiceover right. wise. That was a horrible impersonation of that. I, no, I got send it. that to my audition. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's whatever. What, she comes from a family of greatness. No, it's her. It's Pamela Adlon's. If I'm saying that right, is it Pamela? Anyways, yeah. it's her daughter. Oh, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. And okay. she's just she was a gem. We both saw each other and and we're just like, oh my god, yay! Just so psyched. To meet awesome. each other because it's just so weird that we spend so much time in the booth uh, working together and yet we don't ever actually encounter each other. So <laughs> you, you develop this bond without even meeting a human. I uh, really liked the idea of trying out being a whisperer because watching the show, I, I'm like, when you start seeing them in the show be able to just effortlessly roam around the world of the walkers. Uh, you start thinking that, you know, I thought that was creepy and gross, but it actually might be kind of freeing. So then when yeah. you put on the mask and then you go right up close to them and stare them in the face, that was a really good moment in the game. Um, I don't have oh, a question about that, barn. but what do you, what do you yeah. think about, I guess the whole storyline, that part of it, I guess. You know, I mean, it raises all the questions because James himself, being he was with the Whisperers, um, he is one of these people. I think it was like season one. It was probably in the comics, and this is horrible. I don't know this, but in the show where, uh, oh, God, Herschel was like they were keeping walkers in the barn because they weren't, well, they might still right souls. Um, so that's kind of James's thing was he's like, they're obviously, you know, yeah. still people. I thought it was really cool. That scene was actually quite oddly lovely and jared emerson johnson who does the music just really did a really cool thing when you there touch with the, wind, the chimes. wind chime yeah yeah it was yeah. all like trippy and like pretty <laughs> really cool yeah it was very artsy i, I liked it yeah it was, and, it was and scary really at the same time yeah but i don't know i mean without getting too deep and getting into spirituality and why are we here and does god exist you know uh, or the soul what's the soul mean i don't know i kind of feel like i'm more on the side of just like, I think that souls come out of people and shine through them in the way we are on this earth and how we are and interact with other people and, and give love and, and you can feel that energy. And once, I don't think that walkers give that off. So I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Unless you're in love with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wanting to eat your face you're off. Right. So <laughs> You're so aggressive. I love that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I kind that's of was beautiful. not team James on that one. I mean, I, I, you, me you go, dude, whatever. But <laughs> yeah, I told James that I thought maybe he was right. But then when you walk away and AJ asks if you really believe that, I was like, nope, that's just what he wanted <laughs> to hear. That dude is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I should so, play these with you. It's stupid that we don't get it'd be together fun. Yeah, to yeah, play yeah. these episodes. So uh, one more thing about AJ. So he, uh, at one point you have to tell him what you want him to do if you ever get bitten and you can either tell him to run away mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. kill you. Yeah. What would you tell him? Kill me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Every time. I mean, it's kind of that homage to the Lee and yeah. Clem. I felt so. like a typical parent because do as I say not as I do because I did kill Lee because I wanted to put him out of his misery mm -hmm. but with AJ I just wanted to protect him so I was like just get the hell out of here oh wow okay that's what I told him but then you tell him that and I'm going to talk about the end now people so if you don't want to hear the end you should probably skip ahead or yeah skip ahead to the next segment but uh when it comes to it 
well, uh, you had to say I got bit. And when you said that, I was like, ah, oh, I know Melissa mm. loves that line, still not bitten. So I wondered <laughs> if it was hard for you to say that. <laughs> well, a little backstory on that. We actually recorded me saying the line still not bitten in probably about, I think, 20 different takes. It was one of these like, oh, God, am I just not getting it? Because I think they were, or I, know, I don't think they were actually going to put that into the game where I get bit and it's like, ah. Oh, like, oh, shit, still not bitten. Or, you know, whatever it is. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Say it in a way of like, well, huh, still not bitten. Right, you know, yeah. oh, well, there it goes. And I'm really glad. I didn't know how they were going to edit that in. And I'm sure we did a take that would have worked with that. But I was actually really happy when I played it that it was just the subdued, like, I got bit. I got you know, bit. just as yeah. simple as because opposed to like, da 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 still not bitten. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I agree. I'm glad they didn't use that because it would have seemed like trying too hard to connect it or something. Yeah, it's kind of screwed me up just for the fact that when I sign autographs, I always say still not bitten. Now I'm like, oh, damn it. I got to think of something (laughs) new to say. Well, now you can write, I got bit. (laughs) Well, I got bit, but I'm alive. (laughs) I'm alive, yeah. (laughs) Um, Um, So so anyway, I told told him even in that moment because I wanted to be consistent. no, just go away because you can tell him again whether to kill you or not. And then he goes, no, and he turns around and it looks like chops you in the head anyway. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was, oh, God, and that scene was heavy, man. That was that was definitely, um, that wasn't the final scene. I want to say on the, the final recording day when Telltale got the axe, uh, we recorded the very final scene in the game. That's yeah, where we started. Back at the school. So, but I almost feel like that, that yeah, it wasn't the same day as that, so never mind. Mm-hmm. That point is going nowhere, but yeah, it was really <laughs> emotional to, and, and you know, trying to keep this like mentality of like trying to keep cool and put on a happy face. But holy shit, I'm dying, and AJ is going to have to make this decision. So Aww, it was, and it you was, trying to tell him, no, you don't need me. Look what you just did and right. to a little kid. It's so sad, and that this is why this game was so effective because, or one reason why, because I had read people saying they finished it and they loved it and i'm like well then that means clementine can't die right because usually if it's a sad (laughs) ending people aren't going to be that excited about it right i love that she died so um when it happened i was like oh i guess i guess they liked it anyway and i'm really sad and (laughs) i believe well and at that point too you they transfer you over to playing as aj yeah like so you're kind of like playing as aj (laughs) what does this mean and then i thought well i guess it's a symmetry because this is what happened at the end of the first game and the whole thing with aj is like the the shoes on the other foot now uh clementine's in lee's role but then uh then they play some sad music and there's a little space in there between before the the reveal which i think was a great idea because Mm -hmm. you get to come to terms with having lost clementine but did you know um when did you know about how it was going to end. <laughs> um, I kept it pretty, I, I didn't want to know. I think it's funny because I say that and then one of the writers I saw yesterday was just like, yeah, I remember when we, when I first met you for episode one, you're like, just tell me if Clem dies. And I was like, did I? Because <laughs> for the most part, from what I remember, I didn't want to know. I actually didn't want to know until the final episode. And, and it's pretty cool. They they And Jack also was kind of like not wanting to, take me there yet because he totally uh is an amazing director and 
pulled out all the emotions for the final episode. Um, but I didn't know until going in to record the fourth episode. Oh, actually. wow. So that whole time you thought she might have died, huh? Uh, yeah. I mean, I kind of felt like they weren't going to, or maybe they were going to do it so that there's an option for her to die, kind of like they do with the mm. with the other characters. And I'm like, well, shit, that means like she's dead, dead. Because if there's ever an option that you can play that Clementine yeah. really dies, then she's dead in the universe because they can't bring her back. Um, and uh, I, even though there's, <laughs> there's no, don't quote me on this, and I didn't just say anything, and I don't think there's any plans to bring her back, but if she would have been killed in an option, then she's technically dead in the universe. So yeah, she's yeah, still yeah. alive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if she comes back in some form at some point. Yeah, she's an amazing character. There's zero reason for her not to. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I would I would love to continue her journey, but if, it, if she was brought back in comic form or I, even on the show... Uh, I would <laughs> I say that with such like me um, I would hand over the I mean, it just she's a great character so yeah. Uh, yeah I liked how a lot of times in this game the camera got really right up close to her face and, and she's looking right at the camera with her eyes open mm-hmm. it just made you feel more connected did you notice yeah, that I did well and the animation on this season uh, was I mean they really it, it was still a total homage uh, to or not an homage that's a wrong word but I mean it was still in the care in the comic book realm of animation but it was so crisp and clear mm-hmm. um, and the facial features I don't know if you noticed in the Lee and Clem flashback scene like even Lee looks like oh like I mean he just like ev- everything is so it was there was way more, defined. more defined yeah. definition mm-hmm. and uh, they were able to really put the emotion out there with the characters, which was and AJ, like when he would cry, I noticed just recently, I was like, oh my God, his little eyes are red. Like <laughs> details that weren't happening in season one and two were, you know, definitely there for season four. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up Lee because I did also, we'll wrap up with this, but I wanted to mention, I thought it was really cool that we get this kind of dream sequence or whatever it was with Lee Mm -hmm. and uh, it must have been fun to even I don't know did you touch base with Dave Finoy who plays Lee about it? it, Well it's funny because I've seen him recently just because and I've been a well anyways that's another thing I'm probably not supposed to talk about I'm going to see him. I see Dave thankfully and gratefully often uh, because of this game we we get to hang out quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, We did not work together, but from what I remember being told, they he did go in to record that scene before me, but then they had him come back and do it again after I recorded my lines because you know it's been a while for him, and I'm Dave Noy is a brilliant actor, so it's not like he can't, you know, he is Lee. He can easily summon the character of Lee, but I think just hearing the transition of. Uh, little Clem and then having him here where she's at now because I recorded those lines all the lines as little Clem and then all the lines as you know Mm, older Clem and they you know broke it up uh, starting with little Clem and that scene that scene kind of destroyed me actually when I played it I was just like oh and hearing him and yeah um, that's great that's good because you both got to react off of each other that way 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, Jack was saying that he actually, you know, got emotional. That's a really... I mean, whenever we do interviews and we see each other, that, you know, again, he works. The man is all over the map in the world of voiceover. But that role, this game that we, you know, started with on this journey is has just been such a it's a one-of-a-kind experience it's kind of priceless so it's it's uh yeah so it's really it's always really good to see him he's amazing and and that scene i mean you have to throw in at least one lee and clem and it wasn't a flashback or anything like that it was like this is where she goes when she's like stressed out she meditates or sleeps but she envisions herself you know finding her guide and her guide is lee so i think that was also really well done as opposed to like a dream sequence. It was Yeah. That's what it felt like. Yeah, she just needed some guidance. And I was wondering, uh, did you drop back into young Clementine pretty easily? I did. (laughs) I did. It was I mean, I was kind of being judgmental of myself that day for some reason. I was like, I just don't feel like I'm maybe I don't know, my voice was feeling huskier. I mean, it has been seven years. (laughs) My range could have dropped. I can actually still do little Clem very well, but that day that we recorded it, I was like, Ah, am I high enough? Am I am I in there? And uh, you know, uh and then when I saw it, I was like, oh, shit, that turned out really well. <laughs> yeah, so it did. Yeah. And then how did it feel playing older Clementine with Lee for the first time? Was that weird? It, it was it was no, it was kind of emotional. It was heartbreaking because it was like, oh, this could have been like this would be them having right. a conversation and raising AJ. You know, she, AJ would have been more like her brother. And you know what I mean? It's just. It, it was uh, it was very sweet. It was very touching. Um, and of course, again, to any time Lee and Clem are together in the same microphone <laughs> or recording, rather, it just it was really special. And, and I'm and I'm glad that that worked into that into the final season. It, yeah, it was just another thing that made the game stand out and be really great. Just like yeah. all these little moments all put together. That's why I, I really did love it. Um, yeah, there's okay. a really, just real fast, there's a really good, Skybound does, you know, they, you know, they do reaction videos. It, there's a really good reaction video. Well, I think it's only for the final episode, but it's it's pretty awesome. So if you play through the game, it, it's, you know, it's it's actually quite emotional. And it's really cool to see how how much you know people give themselves to this game and and how awesome this ride has been so you should check it out i don't know like links or anything but it's a skybound i'll you know. see if i can find it and put it in yeah, the show notes it's, yeah it's really it's really cool okay um where where can people get the game i guess go to the playstation store xbox store if you're on those, right? Um, oh boy. Yeah. I mean, I know that it was on Steam, but with Skybound taking over and all the legalities, it had to go to as oh god, is it Epic? No, I'm making shit up now. If you I think if you go to Skybound, there's probably a link there if you're, For if you're sure. on a PC. Yeah. And that's horrible that I don't know. No, it's okay. This, I'm an artist. I don't know. I mean, the, I got I, it on the PlayStation store, so Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, and I for know the PlayStation. On, Unfortunately, for like my sister, my older sister's an iPhone user, and she's like, I can't play the game. I, I know that with the transition of Telltale to Skybound, it's not like available on iPhone or iPad. Too bad. Or Mac. I guess that's iOS, right? You should know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, iOS is iPhone and iPad, and Mac is okay. just Mac, but I don't think it's on, yeah, on that. Yeah. Either. But uh, yeah. it's great to play on uh, PlayStation or Xbox. Those are my favorite. Oh, totally. And yeah. Uh, 
if not, if you don't have one of those, you could watch it on YouTube, like I suggested. Yes. Do the no com- do the no commentary, unless you really enjoy someone. But it, it is really special to hear everything that's happening. Uh, so I would do the, the playthroughs, no commentary, and then watch your favorite YouTuber. That's my advice. <laughs> okay. I have actually some questions from uh, listeners because I mentioned mm. you were going to be on. So uh, Richard Davenport says, I would love to know if it was hard to take Clem from innocent child to tough talking badass, especially the swearing part. The first time I heard Clementine drop the F-bomb, I was actually taken aback. (laughs) And I was like, yes. (laughs) You know, again, I'm going to throw this to the writers. They just handled this whole situation so organically. Um, And getting seeing that has been seven years i mean literally i've naturally aged with clementine and so by the time she is cursing or swearing as she would say it it felt like the appropriate time to do that um yeah and uh and she still you know kind of keeps it in check she usually busts it out when she's no kenny she's no me my god <laughs> right. you just listen to this podcast for 20 minutes you're like whoa lady <laughs> mark mcburney says has she ever have you ever spoken to amc about a clementine tv role no uh i don't even i don't even have a connection i have a connection to kirkman but i don't have a connection to amc and whilst I, again, at this point, I would be honored, however Clementine's journey goes on, I would be a little sad if she ended up on the show, because that, my my portion, at least, of, of playing her would be pretty done. Yeah. Because like I don't think I can, unless they, unless, it's like an Andy Circus like, motion performance capture thing. Uh-huh. So you think and they should I actually get Andy Circus? No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Getting him to do, yeah, he'll be her, and then I'll just still do voiceover. Um, yeah, Grippy but Bob, no, I haven't. <laughs> Grippy Bob Davolino says, "Why are they so dark and depressing that I want to be emo about it?" Seriously, season two ended on a note that was so sad it made Revenge of the Sith and Order sixty six seem happy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's the way it is. It's the apocalypse, man. Yeah. Well, now you said season two. Yeah. Yeah. She that was, was dark. Dark. Yeah. It was very dark. Well, my it. question back to you, Mr. Bob Dabalino. That's a total like <laughs> Mr. Dabalino. I think I feel like I've been down this road. We go way back. Uh, him and I. Um, I remember you and your name. Sorry, <laughs> I'm going off on tangents. Um, yeah, Walking Dead. I don't know. Uh, and my question would be, so, Jane or Kenny? That's what I'll leave with that. <laughs> Team Kenny 100% over here on this end, just saying. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Right. That's okay. It's okay. No wrong answer. <laughs> uh, let's see. Daphne Backman says, are, are you happy with how things ended for Clementine? And is there a few, if there were future episodes, what direction would you like to see the series go? P.S. I'm not a gamer, but I've watched it like a movie since the first game. Yay. I love that. Um, That's, that's, again, as we were just talking about, that's a perfect way to watch it. Um, I am very happy with how it ended. Uh, And not just because, yay, she's alive. You know, I mean, that that is yay, she's alive. But um, I, I know that they went through the ringer of choices and how, you know, should she get killed? I'm sure there's probably in the writer's 
room, which no longer exists, you know, a million different endings for this series. And I think they nailed it. And I think it's perfect. And, you know, now she is missing a chunk of her leg. So that does make make things a bit difficult for the future. But if there were a future, honestly, good God, can we just have a few good years at Erickson's before the shit hits the fan? <laughs> uh, maybe expand the community. They did end this game with, like, uh, Violet and Clem, at least however you play it, uh, are talking about some caravan they saw out, saw out in the road and they were going to go investigate. Mm. So I don't know. I just... Obviously, it can't be peace and happiness, but just a few more good years. That makes um, me sad because Violet did not make it to the end of my game. Oh, okay. Because I didn't trust AJ. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, hello. I know. The <laughs> not super trust. No, you're being responsible. Um, um, I just hope if the, if the game does continue in any way, shape, or form, I, I have... You know, no doubt that there will be an awesome creative. I'm not a great at creating stories. This is why I'm not a writer. And if I wrote the game, it would <laughs> suck ass. Let's just put it that way. Well, it's funny to me how doing this Game of Thrones podcast, everybody writes in wanting there to be like the best ending for all their favorite characters. And I want so-and-so to rule and so-and-so to be by their <laughs> side and they'll beat the villain and, the, you know, all the dragons yeah. will be flying around and it'll be happy. And I'm like... Have you been watching the same show as me? Because <laughs> right, it's not probably right. Be super happy. No, no. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Uh, there's a couple long ones, but I think we're we're um, getting short on time. So I'm gonna yeah. Skip. Sorry, I've been jabbering. No, it's great. Um, let's see. RJ Tooth says my favorite episode of the entire series was a house divided in season two when Kenny and Clem are reunited. I'm mm. curious to know what Melissa's favorite episode to record was given the amount of time the series span and the ups and downs along the way. I'm sure each season in its own right holds a different place in her heart. So it'll be cool to hear which one she had the most impact on her. Also, please tell her that Clementine is one of my favorite characters in any media of all time. And it would have been possible and it wouldn't have been possible without her bringing it to life. She's forever appreciated. Oh my God! Wow, now that makes me want to cry. I am <laughs> seriously, I I can't even. Um, thank you so much, and and right back at you. I appreciate those words, and and I in turn direct them at you because this game uh, was made possible by the fans, literally. Um, so thank you. Uh, man, I don't know. I mean, as uh, what was his name again? It was R.J. RJ, um, uh, you're right, RJ. It is very difficult to say because each season has uh, so many, you know, powerful and poignant moments in Clem's journey. Uh, you know, and I and I this probably will sound a little cliche, but I mean, I really, honestly, the final episode with uh, Lee in season one is definitely that was something that I've never experienced and haven't since as an actor of going to such a, a deep emotional space uh, and and really naturally getting there, not a forced acting kind of way. It was uh, uh, such a, a beautiful scene and heartbreaking scene to record that I think that just set the pace for the next three seasons. And um, so I'm going to have to throw it to that scene with Lee and Clem in the, in the final episode of season one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Um that was very moving. And I've got to say some of these scenes in this last season were right up there with it for me. So 
Yeah. It Good re- job. It, to- thank you. Yeah. Full <laughs> circle. Full circle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, everybody who wrote in. And yes, thanks, thank Melissa. You. That was great to hear you talk about all that stuff. It's good to go right to the source and hear about it. Yeah. Anytime. I love talking about myself. No, it's not even about myself. I love talking about the game. I'm so yeah. proud of it. And, and I'm just over the moon that it, it got finished. So anytime. Totally. Cool. All right. We're going to take a little break, but there's more to come. So stay with us. Take us back, oh, take us back, oh, take us, take us back. Take us back, oh, take us back, oh, take us, take us back. Obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens. The people he kills get up and kill. Are they slow moving, Chief? Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Every time. This is a Walking Deadcast news update. Such a good line. Um, all right, here we go. So first off, there something really big just happened in the most recent issue of the Walking Dead comic, which I'm still a huge fan of and have been ever since it started like 15 years ago or whenever it was. Um or at least it seemed like something really big happened. I don't want to give any spoilers. I just wanted to pay respect to that and let you guys know that we'll probably have more on it in a future episode. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Well, shit. Now I'm intrigued. <laughs> Once we stop recording, you must. I must know. Okay. Do you want me to tell you? It's. Um, I, I can edit this part out. Yeah. Well, it looks like... watch me accidentally leave that in (laughs) (laughs) sorry if i did (laughs) okay next uh did you know that there's a new third walking dead series in development i yeah Yeah. it's about like young kids or something wait a minute (laughs) is it clementine (laughs) yeah it's uh, clementine and her friend violet <laughs> I did hear about that, and maybe I, I don't know if I'm right about that. But I, I thought oh, I heard it was going to be from the point of view of some like younger people, or I don't know. It's two girls, so I'm pretty oh, sure it's. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you heard AMC, it here first, ish. <laughs> AMC CEO Josh Japan says, "Quote with its focus on the next generation of survivors, led by two young female protagonists, we think this third series is a perfect gateway to advance the narrative of this universe." in ways that are multi-generational, fresh, and unexpected. And elsewhere I read, the show will focus on the first generation to come of age in the apocalypse as we know it. Some will become heroes, some will become villains. In the end, all of them will be changed forever, grown up and cemented in their identities, both good and bad. Wow. So it's interesting. It was created by and show run by this guy, Matt Negretti, who's a writer on The Walking Dead right now. And Scott Gimple helped him create it. Hmm. And it comes out supposedly next year in 2020. It's a 10 episode series. I'm curious. I mean. Yeah. Always. I'll always. I will never be like, I will never watch that. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm pretty easy for anything Walking Dead related. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I am curious because when I read that, I was like, "Oh, that is interesting." <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's called Walking Dead Clementine. <laughs> I know, right? They don't even call me 
come on, AMC, <laughs> at least like somebody just let me know. Yeah, it stars Andy Serkis. I'm, I'm reading. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. This is not Walking Re- Dead related, but it's geek related. Disney posted some um, movie dates. They the next three Star Wars movies after this December's The Rise of Skywalker are going to premiere in December of 2022, 2024, and 2026. Whoa, that's a lot of advanced uh, knowledge. Yeah, it's three years away, and they did not say which Star Wars movies. Um, I know that D- David Benioff and DB Weiss of Game of Thrones are supposed to do their own Star Wars trilogy. No. Not not like part of the main series, but like a side thing. And mm. also they had Ryan Johnson who did Last Jedi. He was supposed to do a Star Wars trilogy so they could be part of those movies or part of the main series. But That's crazy. I feel like I just saw some other announcement that was just like, oh, maybe it was Avatar got pushed yes. or something. Okay. Well, Avatar is because Disney owns that now in the intervening years. So it'll be Star Wars, then Avatar... And they're supposed to be doing four Avatar movies. And to be honest with you, I don't really give two shits about it, but okay. maybe it'll surprise me. <laughs> I well, I loved the I loved the first one, so I gotta go first back and, and watch only. it again. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was great. I didn't realize that there until I saw that announcement today. I was like, oh shit, they'd already prepared four more. Like, what the hell is this? That is this what we do now? I guess I don't know. Yeah, strange. Just make four movies at Saturate. once. Saturate, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then in that same article, it said a fifth Indiana Jones movie directed by Steven Spielberg uh, will not be happening. No, I'm just kidding. It said will happen <laughs> on July 2021. And I assume oh. it will be starring Harrison Ford. I God, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Finally, um, just some podcastica news. So as I've been mentioning, Game of Thrones is wrapping up and... Um, check out housepodcastica.com for that but we i hope Kristen doesn't mind me mentioning this but we've been talking about what to do between the end of game of thrones and the spin-offs that they're making which we're going to cover mm-hmm. and we, Kristen and i both love handmaid's tale oh, so yeah. she might i mean talk about dark but yeah yes, it's great it's so dark but it kind of fits in with game of thrones in that it's yeah. so well done and well acted and and really dark for sure for sure yeah so uh, let me know, guys, if you want to see that or not. Uh, also, <laughs> no. Rima and I are definitely going to be covering the final season of Legion, which is one of my favorite shows. Oh, yeah. uh, it starts in late June, and they've cast... Uh, he's Professor X's son, but Professor X has never been in it. But they've now cast this guy, Harry Lloyd, to be Professor X in the final season. So I'm excited oh, about that. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I've only seen the first like four. I need to. I need to start from scratch. I need to go back because I maybe I was drinking wine. I don't know what the hell is happening yeah, here. It's crazy. <laughs> I need to start it again. Maybe I was drunk. Let's just put that out into the world. It makes you feel schizophrenic. It, it was. An, it was. It was. Yeah. You have to be like on it. But yeah. uh, but it was really cool, and I love um oh god uh, Matthew from Downton Ma- Abbey yeah what, what's his name <laughs> I just uh, call him Matthew fucking forgot his name but That's yeah okay. he's a great actor that guy yeah I heard it um if you take acid and watch that then it just seems normal <laughs> yeah this is boring <laughs> yeah, I totally well. get the plot instantly <laughs> <laughs> and listeners I'm gonna try to get Aaron of Bald Move to join Reem and I for that one so hopefully that'll be cool. 
on Strange Indeed, Rima and Sean are about to start covering the new Netflix zombie series Black Summer that just came oh, out recently. Oh, yeah. And I then like that. after that, I assume they'll be on Stranger Things 3, which is finally about to come out, I think, in July. Thank God. <laughs> so that'll be cool. Feels like forever. Hi, Rima, by the way. Yeah. Hey, Rima. And then on the next episode of this podcast, Karen and I are finally going to be doing our Walking Dead Season 9 wrap-up crossover with Chris and Jason from the Talking Dead podcast. Oh, yay. Yeah, we do that every year. Our favorite Canadians. Yeah, that's awesome. We've done it yeah, ever since the first season, and we're recording that next Friday, so I'm looking forward to that. Tell those dudes I said hello, please. Okay. We'll do. And then we'll be jumping back into Fear the Walking Dead. I think that premieres June 2nd. Uh, I'll be doing at least some of those, and if I don't hate it, I'll probably do more. <laughs> and, uh, what if you hate it? Why, we can like hate it together, and we'll, well do it together. Like, here's know, how it sucks. If I hate it too much, I don't think that's going to be fun for the listeners to yeah, like it. Yeah, no, I know. I got Oh, right, 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 you know? right. Well, you could put out that disclaimer. Only people who hate the show yeah. should We'll have a hater section and a lover section. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm pretty easy. I'll hate and love all, all you need, whatever you want. Kristen is going to come on at least the first and maybe first and second of those with me. Melissa, I'd love to have you on. Yeah. And we're going to get Lucy yeah. in there. So okay. it's, it's going to be a good Great. season. Yeah. And then uh, I just talked to Karen. We're going to record our first episode of the Jason and Karen show on May 31st. What? So, I did yeah. not. Well, we can talk about this later, but I did not know <laughs> yeah. about this. That's going to be fun. Yes. We wanted to have a podcast where we can talk about whatever we want, not just Anything zombies. And, everything. and then we're like, what should we cover? And she's like, let's cover the new Jordan Peele horror movie. And <gasps> all these things kept coming up that we totally would just do on Walking Dead cast. But right. we'll see. <laughs> well, that's kind of what you threw at me. And I'm like, oh, man, I, I got nothing to talk about that apparently doesn't involve Hollywood in some way, shape or form. Well, speaking of that, let's get into our <laughs> Deadcast Top 5. Attention shoppers, Deadcast Top 5 in 5, 4, 3, 2. Okay, it's our Deadcast Top 5. Cat Craft, who's a longtime listener, she's on our Patreon, Patreon group, she's a good friend. She had this idea that we should do our Top 5 non-pop culture, <laughs> non-technology <laughs> I was oh, like, God, I can't do non-pop culture and non-technology, oh. so I just changed it to non-pop culture, but apparently okay. Melissa had some trouble. Yeah, which is weird, but what, once you said non-technology, though, I mean, it kind of goes with my, I don't know, I could talk about camping until all of your listeners are like, okay, this is this sucks, click. <laughs> Because they're they're listening on their phone, obviously, so they're going to hang up. I don't know what that was even about. Um, yeah. yeah, you asked, you were saying, think of like top, you know, five things that are not pop culture, uh, just interests. It was hard and for I me. And I went into, yeah, existential <laughs> crisis, basically. Yeah. And I got this song like, whiskers on kittens and roses and whatever. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, I don't have any favorite be, things. Yeah, number five, I love uh, warm woolen mittens. <laughs> oh, me too. Number four, whiskers the on kittens. drops on roses. I love. <laughs> right? <laughs> love it. Um, yeah, it was a little strange. I went into like this, like kind of spiral. <laughs> I'm sorry. We don't have to do this segment if you don't want. <laughs> no, no, I like it. I might jive off of you. I have a few, a couple of things that 
you know, like my abstaining from social media, which has actually been quite nice. I mean, that's something to talk about. Yeah, I think um, we're going to have to go through these kind of quickly because we're running out of time because yes. I, I could talk about any one of mine for at length. But we'll well, have why to try don't you that. start? You want me to start? Okay. You start, and I might just like talk about your top five with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we got we got to try to not to take too long. Uh, yeah. Maybe I wonder if we top should three. save this. Now nah, we could do it. So, um, my number five is something I actually haven't talked about on podcasts, but I several months ago now got a Tesla Model Three. Yay! <laughs> and I fucking love it so much. Uh. And I'm really, really, really freaked out by climate change and mm. um. Tesla's mission is to, quote, accelerate the world's transition to sustainable energy. And I love that to the point where Elon Musk gives away patents just so he can help other electric car makers because he really does believe in that mission. Yeah. Bravo. But this car is it makes me feel good for that reason. But also I have a tech lust, technology lust. And um, I spent all this money that I saved from when I used to work at Apple on it because I don't. I'm not making hand over fist with podcasting or anything, but I felt like it was worth it. So yeah. it's awesome. There's no more gas stations. I just plug it in when I get home and when I wake Dude. up, it's fully charged and we got solar. So it's basically sun powered Ugh. and uh, it's really fast. It goes zero to 60 in 3.5 seconds. Yeah. Is that the ludicrous? Does it have the ludicrous? No, or is it just, that's it's like, just ludicrous in general, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I don't good... know why it needs a ludicrous mode. <laughs> I love it. Cause if I need to like, get in front of somebody to get into a lane or yeah you're there i can just zip around yeah um, f you yeah. man you and your petrol <laughs> you know i actually took i actually put a deposit down on one of those so i live in apartments in the bay area and here and i don't have but i was like maybe in three or four years when this car comes out because it was that long ago yeah i will have a place to charge and i had to get my deposit back because <laughs> alas in that time period i did not uh get into my charge zone but that's that's really awesome um i've always loved the teslas i did too at the same time and yeah waited three years and yeah finally got it i wasn't even sure i was gonna get it when i put that down but i i knew you could get your money back so right why not but uh i just want to mention if anyone is considering getting a tesla let me know because they have a special for this month if you use my referral code you get five thousand free supercharger miles so Whoa. email me at awesome. jason if you're if you're gonna buy one or thinking about it what charge what do you get how many miles uh well it used to be free supercharger for life when you got a model s but now they're trying to start making some money so if you stop at a supercharger when you're on a road trip um you know, you have to sit there for anywhere from a half an hour to an hour to charge it yeah, up and, and you pay, you have to pay. So I think it's about half the price of gas. Wait, do you have a Model S? No, I have a three, but I was the just three. saying if okay. you had an S, it used to be free. Oh, but I now, see. now right. with the threes, um, for the most part, you have to pay for it. But if you, somebody, if you refer somebody else, then you get, I think it's five, right now, 5,000 miles. For I gotcha. Free, and what did great. you say? Sorry, what was the payment on that? How much do you pay per I think it's charge? about half of what you would pay for gas. Okay, still, so still, I know you're like, it's eight, $80. Oh, God damn it. No, it's like. <laughs> well, I mean, just from, I drive to LA in the Bay so yeah. often, I always see the charging stations. And there's quite a, there's at least a few on the five now, which is great. 
Yeah, um, there's a bunch, man. They're all over. Yeah. Um, and the the thing with Tesla or with an electric car is for day to day driving, which is what I mostly do, it's way more convenient than a gas car because you don't have to go to the gas station and you just get up and it's charged and you drive around and you don't have to worry about it. But on right. long trips, that's when it's less convenient because you do have to go to superchargers. Um, but it's not that bad. It's yeah, totally fine. And what color? White. You said white. Yeah. Right? Okay. I did get a white one. You haven't ridden in it yet, have you? No. Yeah, I want to take you for a ride. It's really fun. I want to know. I, I want to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, what's Let's your number it. five? Well, yeah, since I have like the list of nothingness, but I, I have been doing, um, because I'm not current on Game of Thrones, um, I had to, and somebody spoiled the end of Endgame, I was like, you know what? I'm deleting Facebook off my phone. Nice. And I am only going to check uh, Twitter because most of the things that come in, I can at least see if it's the fans aren't going to write like, hey, guess Melly Hush, guess what happened? To, you know, no one does that. Well, yet. Um, and I just, I don't know. This is just, it's not even really a, a thing. It's not a list of my life, but I'm just saying it's felt really good. Really? To it not makes me anxious. Like, it is. It is that. I mean, it was, it's like a drug addiction. It's like the first day of like not drinking. You know, and like I can do it. I can do it. And it sucks so bad. And you want it so bad. But um, it's been, it's been really nice. And awesome. I have felt really good about that. And and um, kind of recommend. I think it's weird just because you have kids. You know, I I. I feel like we at least know it's like The Walking Dead. We know the time before <laughs> the social networks, before the internet, before all of this, before iPhones. We know that time. So it's it's in in us. And you see kids now and they're just like, man, they're on it and they're like it's almost like they're born on it. And I don't know how you how you deal with that. Um uh, and that's probably a, that could be a whole podcast. But um anyway, I mean, we just, try to limit it. Nico's uh, really he if we let him, he would just be on screens all day Forever. long. So yeah, we just yeah, yeah. have to limit it. Yeah, totally. And and whatever. I mean, that's also just part of now and, yeah. you know, dealing with it. No judgment, definitely. But, but um, no, you got to like, I got to push him to do other things, go outside and experience the world. And when right. he's there, he's in it and he's enjoying right. it. But you have to kind of get that momentum going with him. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That's just my. This isn't some kind of lecture. Everybody, no, it's good. <laughs> get off your Facebook now. But it's it's been really nice. And I'm sure you know. Again, once Game of Thrones is wrapped, because I'm just I'm I'm not I'm so far behind, and I just don't want it to get ruined. And that's a maybe a stupid reason to go on. <laughs> it should be hey, about like good motivation, well, I though. have a spiritual need. <laughs> I'm like, no, Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> Do you think know. you'll like? Yeah, take like maybe take a few months off a year or are you going to try to like never go back on again? Oh, I'm sure I'll be back on. And and I know this is, I, you know, I don't think I'm going to put it back on my phone. I think I'm going to keep Facebook off my phone. I just also feel like I've gotten to the point where I don't know when it was fresh and new, it was like, wow, just had Mexican food. It was awesome. And now I'm just like, <laughs> I don't need to know that. I don't want to tell people that. I don't yeah. care. Here's the so. thing with me is, um, for me, Facebook is tied into the things I do with podcasting. Yeah, work. Like totally. we, yeah, post about the episodes and people give their comments. And also we have the Patreon group, which is really just feels like a place where my friends gather. It's so, a community for yeah, sure. So it's, yeah. that's why if it wasn't for that, I would totally be on, go on a fast, a Facebook fast. And yeah, I think it sounds great. Well, and I say that and I'm like, you know, I think for me, maybe I've just moved off of, 
I'm so bad. And sorry to everybody out there who's on my fam, fan page on Facebook. I think I've just kind of, Facebook has become overwhelming. And that's why I've gone on to, for you, it makes total sense. Cause yeah, you need to like keep like in like detailed communication. But I've found that I, in order for my fan base, I've just been like Twitter and Instagram have become like the way to go. That's cool. A lot of people, um, yeah, seem to, it feels like Instagram feels healthier for some reason. So people move to that more positive or something. Right, right. But anyways, I don't know. That's just an observation. And That's again, cool. you'll be lucky to get four more of those out of me. <laughs> <laughs> we could just do three. What do you think? Do you want to do three? Sure. Let's do that. So then we can keep it manageable. Okay, okay. good. Then well, then that was, I. Tesla was my number three. So my number two is my yeah. kitty cat. Aww. Whose name is Ash and he's Siberian and he's huge. He's like 13 pounds. Oh, he got pounds. big. Whoa. Yeah. Wow, that is three, six, six. Hold on. I can't do math. That's three times uh, larger than my dog. Your dog. (laughs) He's giant. Yeah, I put it, I showed him to somebody on a webcam the other day and they were like, is that a dog? (laughs) Well, he's like a, they are like non shedding or non allergy inducing or whatever. Yeah. Right. So Jenny and me and, and Nico and maybe Bodie were all at least slightly allergic to cats, although I've always loved cats, but. I was looking for a breed that was hypoallergenic and, um, you know, they say supposedly these few breeds are, but I got conflicting information. So we decided to try it out and he is like, we're not sniffling or sneezing or anything. Wow. It's awesome. Is he super affectionate? He's yeah. He's, um, like I always said, what I loved about cats are they're, um, I've always been a cat person and I like how graceful they are and beautiful. And I always said, I liked how you have to win them over that, mm-hmm. but you don't need to win this cat over. He's like a total whore. Oh, <laughs> I love him already. He's really, he jumps on your lap. And in fact, when I was writing these notes about him, he jumped on my chest and I couldn't see my computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You'd love him. Yeah, he's really. I'm he's, sure I would. He purrs a lot. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well, then maybe my number. What? Yeah, go for three, it. Two. Two. Should be my dog, Maple, whom Yay. if anybody follows me at all has seen pictures of. And um, she's only three pounds and she travels with me back and forth from the Bay Area to L.A. and and other places I go. And uh, she was a rescue and I was in the midst of heartbreak from another dog, Benny. I think you remember. I'm sure you yeah. remember Benny who had passed away. And um, yeah, it's amazing. On that note, though, she, Maple just told me because I communicate with my dog via uh, the powers that be. <laughs> that she doesn't like cats <laughs> and she doesn't appreciate that you have one. Aww, uh, well. it, it's it's strange because it is weird people owning a three pound dog. I never thought I'd be someone who had literally a dog that could fit in my pocket. Um, so cats, when she encounters them and especially cats who don't take no for an answer in their curiosity world, um, they could literally eat her alive. Mm-hmm. So it's been really interesting having a dog that uh, the domestic cat can conquer easily. Mm-hmm. Um, she's your, so small. She's so tiny, but mm-hmm. I love her. And, and it's it's crazy. Like, I don't know. I don't have any human children of my own. Um, and I have I have nieces, which 
I am so grateful for, but it's it's really cool um, how dogs are really just fill your heart with that love that, you know, maybe I don't experience having human children. I don't know how to say this. This isn't like, a, I've yeah, never no. had kids of no, my own. Great. Like, that's a choice I made. But it's really cool to, to love something so entirely with your heart. Yeah. So. And you bring her to conventions, and your, I have. I've her brought her, like bag, zip bag or whatever. Uh huh. Yeah, she's been at. Uh, she was at the Walker Stalker in San Jose and Walker Stalker San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. And you guys are really photogenic together. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she's always photogenic. But um, yes. So I just wanted to continue on the love for the pet. Nice. Okay, my number one is my other pets, a.k.a. my two kids. Oh, One of which you can hear right now. I can. (laughs) So Bodhi is my two-year-old, and he's very cute, and he's also a total handful way more like 10 times than Nico ever was. Interesting. The second child is usually a bit more, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's my experience, more docile. Oh, no. Actually, I think nature tries to lull you into having a second child usually oh. by making the first one nicer. <laughs> really? <laughs> More easy. Maybe but, in your, your case, yeah. Yeah. That's he, funny. Uh, he, he, an example, we actually took Nico and Bodhi to England for Walker Stalker London, and then we, had, we were on a two-week vacation. And uh, man, it was hard because he doesn't know about time changes. So he'd get up at like two o'clock in the morning and try to hand me my shoes. And he'd go, I'll go outside and like, get (laughs) away. It's like hanging out with a really drunk person, (laughs) like a severely inebriated friend that you're like, oh my God, dude. It is because uh, one time he kept wanting to ride all the double decker buses. I want a bus. And we're like, (laughs) we're not going to ride all the buses. And he'd run out into the street. And then one time he ran up. Uh a staircase onto a building and um i followed i ran after him and when i got up there he was standing in the middle of a skylight on it oh my (laughs) god get Uh, over there yeah drunk drunk yeah exactly little tiny drunk people so he's like i'm almost proud of how crazy he is and how much he gets into stuff you know if you turn your head for 60 seconds he's like pulling all the floss out of the container or something like that and he's smiling when he's doing it he's super cute (laughs) (laughs) look dad (laughs) and then nico he's he's got he's really smart he's in second grade and he's seven and he's like a fifth grade reading level he just loves to read everything nice he makes comic books and so he's a good boy. He he gets distracted and spaced out really easily. And it totally reminds me of me when I was a kid. I did the same thing and just be sitting on the edge of my bed even more <laughs> as a kid. Last month. <laughs> <laughs> he stares off into space. But uh, he's That's a good cool. Boy. And they're both adorable. Thanks. They are, yeah, like such a split of you and Jenny. It's really cool. And they have the hair. I can't even begin with the <laughs> hair envy. I won't get into it, but... <laughs> And I, I love it when that he's growing up now because I took him to see Endgame and it's fun to do father-son stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, because that, again, I think we were talking earlier, that's a three-hour movie. So yeah. there's a certain age where that's just, you could watch it at home maybe so they can fidget and roam about. But like, right. you know, that's it's really cool to see kids 
gain their, you know, just, I don't know, grow up, gain their independence, gain more stamina more in the brain. Ability, yeah, totally. <laughs> more brain stamina. Focus power. Focus power. <laughs> okay. Um, What's yours? Gosh, I don't know. I'm just, you know, my number one, and I'm just, I'm just feeling so loving. I just, I'm really grateful that I met you. I'm going to say that. I am. That was my number one, too. I forgot. <laughs> well, we did change it from five. So it could have yeah. been like your number four and we just skipped over it. That was the chosen one to skip over. Um, but no, it's just uh, it's been really cool. Like it's 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 interesting how and this kind of wraps into The Walking Dead. You know, that game brought us together uh, via oddly enough. We lived across the bridge from each other, but we met it in Atlanta at a Walker Stalker. Yeah. And right. uh, just developed such an amazing friendship and on to podcasting and getting to work together at conventions and, and you running panels and uh, it's just been it's been really cool and so I'm just filled with gratitude right now <laughs> That's that nice. I get to be your friend and you're amazing <laughs> and I get to come do this awesome podcast so I remember one time when we didn't know each other that well and um, I was having a really hard time with something and it's kind of private so I won't say what but we were uh, just happened to be on a one of those shuttle buses together going to a hotel at a convention. And mm. I think Dixon was there too. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know you that well, but I just could see you had the kind of vibe that I figured I could confide in you. So I started talking about what was going on and you just like made me feel really good, better about it. And I think that was probably when I knew, Oh yeah, she's a good friend. So yeah. I, well, thank you. I feel the yeah. same way. I oftentimes when I'm, I have really good friends and I want to introduce them to other friends. I'm like, oh yeah, you'll like this person. He's right. our pe- he's our people. Like you will, you know, and I, you are definitely my people. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's yeah. You're making me blush. That's really nice. <laughs> I love you, Melissa. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> okay, let's. We only have one email this week, and let's go. So let's move on to listener moans, groans, and grunts. Uh- <laughs> So this is from Damien from Pennsylvania. He says, curious if you had time to watch the Netflix series Black Summer, eight episodes Mm. in the first season that covers the early days of the zombie apocalypse. Don't want to give any spoilers, but I thought overall it's very good. The zombies are fast, so no shambling in this show. They don't go overboard with the dialogue. In fact, some parts of episodes there may be no dialogue because you're either following a single character or a few characters who are actually smart and stay quiet so they don't attract attention. Go figure, LOL. I will say my negatives would have be would have to be the language in the first few episodes is pretty harsh. Lots of F-bombs if anyone is sensitive. And I love that. So that's a plus for me. <laughs> I'm like, <"Whoa." laughs> another But I can be, see how it would be. Yeah. Another would actually, um, I you know, I never got into Deadwood. And par- that's part uh, of the reason why. There were so many F-bombs that it, I don't, I'm not a prude, but it was just distracting to me. No, even for me, even <laughs> for me, people, I have to admit that was a little bit over the top, but damn it, it's so good. It's, so I got good. over it. I got over it and I yeah. learned how to like, okay, that's just what this guy says. There's yeah. a movie coming out to wrap I'm it up. I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah. I'm very excited. Uh, 
Damien goes on. Another would be how survivors tend to treat each other, which may be realistic, but I hope not. So, uh, no, I haven't seen it. I, I, I really should because listeners have said to watch it. And yeah, it's it's eight short episodes. But like I mentioned earlier, uh, Rima and Sean are going to be covering that on Strange Indeed. Mm. So, mm-hmm. Damien, if you're a fan of that show, you, you should definitely check it out. Yeah, listen to that. Have yeah, you watched I've, it? Lisa? I've only seen, th- I think, three episodes. And I, I there were some people that were like, eh, this show, blah, 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 you know, kind of this show is not great. But I actually, I thought it was really intense. I don't know if it was the, maybe the last episode I saw, which is the third. I need to catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, I will definitely keep watching it. Let's just put it that way. And I thought the third episode or whatever it was, the last one I saw was like, it was stressful. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's what you want out of like a, a zombie flick. So I'm on board. Cool. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. Cool. I'm curious to know what you think when you do. I'll let you know. I'm a little worried about it because I know it was done by the same group that did Z Nation. And I've never seen Z Nation. That show seemed kind of jokey and mm-hmm. it, it was good for what it was, but I like the grounded, serious Walking Dead. But this from what serious. I hear, this is serious. Yeah, yeah it's so. it's pretty serious and pretty dark and, and scary. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to check it out. All right, that is our show, episode three fifty one. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, Melissa, for coming on. Yeah, it's been thank too long. You. I know, I know, and and again, thank you for everybody listening, writing in questions for me. All of, all of you, I love you. So, anything thanks. you want to promote? Not your Facebook page, but <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, go to my <laughs> Facebook page. I'll respond. I swear. No, don't. No. Uh, I don't know. Right now, I'm drawing a complete blank. Okay. Um, what's but, your Instagram? Uh, my Instagram is Melly Hutchison. Am I saying that right? Oh crap! Hold on. Let me... If you wanna, if you even wanna. It's Melly Hutchison. M E L Y. Yeah. M E L Y H U T C H I S O N. Melly Hutchison. And my Twitter is Melly Hutch. M E L Y H U T C H. So if I am on the social networks, which I am on these two. Uh, that's, that's where a it'll cool be. place to keep up with me. Oh, and if you want to follow Maple, it's Tiny Maple Marie <laughs> on Instagram. Now I gotta get one for my cat. Yes. <laughs> All right. Anyone getting a Tesla, email me at jason at podcastica.com <laughs> if you want to use my code and get 5,000 yes. free supercharger miles. Next episode of this podcast, recording Friday, May 17th, will be the wrap up crossover with me and Karen and Jason Chris of Talking Dead Podcast. Cool. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Don't get bit, Forest Hall.